to Elevated Impressions. Welcome to Elevated Impressions. This is Cal, and today I'm elevated on a hybrid strain called Sonic Boom. And this is Laz, and I'm elevated on a fresh scoop of some branched-chain amino acids. And this is Sean. Today I am elevated on a hybrid strain called Tropical Storm. Okay, Loki, bitch. Loki is finally fucking here. Um, it's a brand new show on Disney Plus from Marvel Studios. This is our third MCU show. We had WandaVision, we had the Falcon show, and now we've got Loki. So what are your initial thoughts for this show? Um, and how do you think episode one compares to episode one of WandaVision and Falcon? Cal? So rolling into it i definitely was expecting to get that old school loki banter you know the i am a god i'm a badass you are beneath me mm-hmm. and got it from scene one when he rolled up in the desert and purposely stood on that fucking rock to be above these people to say i am loki of asgard um i loved how they took the character back to that original version of loki even though he's been playing the more you know friendly Loki for the last couple of years, he would yeah. he jumped right back into that original character and had it rolling. And I enjoyed it. I really enjoyed the setup. Um, I loved the different references they tossed in to kind of hint at who was messing with the TVA and killing variants and stuff like that. That was great little setup there too. Um, I think it was really good. Um, I really enjoyed the initial startup of the episode and going through it. And it was a little talky at some point in time. I got a little mm-hmm. distracted because of how much dialogue there was, but they wrapped it up really well when we hit that, you know, final realization of Loki understanding that, you know, he's literally fucking powerless and yeah. TVA run shit. So um, if you had to com- if you had to rank episode one of Loki, episode one of WandaVision, episode one of Falcon, go. I feel like WandaVision takes the cake as one and Loki is a very close second and then Falcon and Winter Soldier. Okay. Laz, what do you have to say? What are your initial impressions? How do you think this episode compares? Um, well, I like Cal. I was expecting the banter from Loki, but I know like I mentioned it in the predictions, like I was worried that it's gonna just be too much. And they shut that shit down real quick. Like with you know kind of the realization and that whole like you know video of his life played out like it got real for loki real fast so um that excited me because i feel like we're gonna get to see a different side of loki completely different than what we've seen like the good loki the banter Loki. we're gonna see a totally different conflicted loki through this series so i'm excited for that um they laid the foundation and they really laid it on thick here for explaining what the multiverse is how this all plays in like cal said it was talky at some points and it really got to a point where you like they wanted to make sure you understood what was going on and why you're looking at this series as a whole picture of how it's going to play into the mcu uh i get it i think it was the easiest way to do it like the whole with the the minute hand lady and that whole mm-hmm. like animation video like that was a smart easy way to kind of explain how it all pans out um you know i think they did a good job they laid the story out and it has me excited for next week and the following weeks um so overall impressed on that uh, if i had to 
rate them as far as comparing them to WandaVision and Falcon and Winter Soldier. Um, I think WandaVision's episode one is going to be top for me and then Loki, um, this Loki episode, clearly above Falcon and Winter Soldier. I just think they, <laughs> they, 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 they really kept me interested. Like I'm interested to watch next week. I was like, oh man, you know, that yeah. didn't happen with Falcon and Winter Soldier. Yeah, I I really enjoyed this episode. I thought it was really well done. Listen, I know we had talked in the prediction episodes about um, having to be stuck with this Loki, but like I like said, they wrapped that shit up quick. Okay, we got a lot of character development in the first episode. So, um, yeah. <laughs> put him through the river real quick so i and i think they did a really great job of if you didn't know who loki was before watching this now you do and they also explained like if you didn't know what this show was going to be about which a lot of us did not now you do it was like i felt like they laid the groundwork so well in this very first episode and be and it was funny it was funny. I was not expecting it to be as funny as it was. I'm not going to lie. When um, homeboy Loki was going through like the metal detector looking thing in jigger and dude was like, you know, please confirm you're not a robotic entity or whatever. And Loki's like, but what do people not know? What if I am? And dude's like, sir, can you come on? Bring your ass through this machine and go. <laughs> Everything about that process was hilarious. Like it the whole like hilarious, Yeah. Yeah, or when he was in the room and he was like, this is a mistake, I'm not supposed to be here. And the thing comes on the overhead and is like, you're probably saying this is a mistake, I'm not supposed <laughs> to be here. <laughs> so I was surprised at how funny it was um, and, and how great they laid out the story. I feel like I know what this show is gonna be about. Now, with that said, all they do is lie. So- <laughs> <laughs> I was waiting for that lie I was waiting for it. <laughs> So we might not know what this show is about, but it seems like we know what this show is about. So because of that, I'm going to put this one at the top. I loved WandaVision and you guys know that. And I really enjoyed those first couple of episodes of WandaVision. But I see a lot of people who are like, I did. I don't even know what the show is about. I hate it. Yada, 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 yada. And I feel like it took us a while to know what the show was about. Um, but because they were so like specific in the seemingly and we know what this is about, and they set the groundwork so well. I'm gonna say that this is up at the top, and y'all know Falcon is at the bottom. So moving <laughs> on, <laughs> that's a good get, point. Good point. We get introduced to the TVA, the Time Variance Authority. So throughout the life cycle of this MCU world, um, we've had uh, Sword, we've had Shield. 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 I yeah. wanted to say SWAT. I knew that was okay. <laughs> Sword and Shield, right? Yeah. That's the Pokemon thing. I just that's Pokemon. <laughs> I think that came after. You're right. Um, you're right. You're right. You're right. Okay. Okay. Um, so now we have another agency, the Time Variance Authority. And like I said, I thought they did a really, really, really great job of explaining what the Time Variance authority was um a couple of things stuck out to me when they talked about uh the multiversal war they talked about the sacred timeline what are your guys initial thoughts on this new agency time variance authority and this supposed sacred timeline 
Yeah, I, I um, I think the way they explained it made sense. Um, I I think the whole how they wrapped it up the sacred timeline and how like there was multiverses and there is a sacred timeline now you know the timekeepers came together like that whole story plot wasn't what i was expecting and it it disappointed me a little bit to hear like that because now like in my mind i'm thinking like they're gonna unravel the sacred timeline and go back to how it was to create war so i was thinking it wasn't like that in in my mind of how it would be but i can see how that makes sense it plays out i think they did explain the tca very well um it's another group organization but just like shield and sword i feel like you know there's other things going on there you know it's not just for the good or you know and they even hinted at that um at multiple parts in the episode uh so uh i think there's a lot more there you know the landscape when loki looked and was just like looking over the whole city or you know mm-hmm. wherever wherever you want to call it like it's massive so mm-hmm. i'm curious to learn more about them and more about some of the minutemen and how they stand out um and what are some of the things that they have changed in the past to keep the timeline uh to make it more relevant because you know one of the points that you know they made was like hey you've never heard of us because you've never deviated from the sacred timeline um, so it's like, you don't have to hear of us. It's kind of like, I thought of like men in black, like, you know, like you won't know about us until mm-hmm. you need to know about us. Um, yeah. so yeah, that's my thoughts. So I'm a bit of the opposite. I'm pretty intrigued as to the fact that they started us off with the multiverse existed and it wasn't just like existing and someone rolled up and changed it. It was like, they were combative. There was a war. Everyone was trying to go to everyone's neck and then the um, you know TVA stepped in and went ahead with the timekeepers and corrected things and fixed it. And that's and then you know when you compare their name, they're the Time Bearers Authority. So it's I don't see them as Shield or Sword. You know, Shield or Sword was always kind of there, never really calling out that they are authoritative figures. Um, the TVA is like, now nah, we we run shit. We we it's our way or the fucking highway. And so I see nothing but conflict going forward as this goes on, because when we look at the, you know, what they're calling, what causes that break in time, a nexus event, what is Wanda, a nexus being, I just mm-hmm. went down the well and spiral of where all this could go. And it'd be great to have a multiverse war call out to secret wars and everything like that. That's coming mm-hmm. up too. So mm-hmm. I love that they just tossed it all in there at once and was like, but we're the good guys. And you're like, nah, motherfucker, you ain't the good guys, but I'm curious. <laughs> um, yeah, I, it's, are they the good guys? That's a good call out. <laughs> <laughs> are they the good guys? Yeah. Like, I don't know. Uh, anybody that calls themselves an authority is just not a good guy. Like you're gonna like to call yourself the authority. And like, I see all the propaganda they had and I'm just yep. like, hmm. Yeah, I don't yeah, know. Yeah, it's very interesting to, like, the, it's always interesting when we have these storylines where somebody knows the way things are supposed to go, right? And they're trying to make sure it goes that way. It really takes me back to Game of Thrones and Bran and the Three-Eyed Raven <laughs> bullshit. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> he just knew how everything was going to play out just perfectly so he could be king. Uh-uh. So I, it, it'll be interesting to see 
if TVA is really what they say they are. Because who's told y'all this was the right timeline, you know? Mm-hmm. Anyways, um, moving forward, it's it's I found it very exciting to see um, them like play around with history a little bit. We got to see Loki as DB Cooper, and I thought mm-hmm. that shit was fantastic. Do you guys think that they're going to be doing more of that? Are we going to get to see maybe Loki playing with other parts of history later on on this show? I hope so. I don't have a full sense of it. They might throw in some you know, additional Easter eggs here and there, but I feel like it'd be very sparse, but it'd be cool that they, if they toss in more mysterious figures, um, some people were speculating that potes- uh, potentially, um, what's his name? Jack the Ripper might be a thing that mm-hmm. they'll toss in somewhere along in the timeline. And because that's another mysterious person who just disappeared, never was caught really or anything like that. So we have a lot of opportunities for it, right? Yeah, I, I think if they don't do it, I think they're going to be missing out on an opportunity. I think it would just, it, it was really cool that they did in this episode. It added a bit of history to it. It was fun. It was unique. I think they should do more of that. And it gets to see kind of like how the timeline plays out and how things in history could have been changed or altered. So um, I would love for them to do more of that. Um, I did hear about the Jack the Ripper thing. Do I think they're going to do it? I I don't know. I'm not sure. Um, They seem to be doing a lot, but I would like them to. Um, I think... Well, in the, I think in one of the trailers, they did show Loki and Mobius at what looks like um, Pompeii, like as it was mm-hmm. about to be ruined. Um, so it looks like we will get to see some things. I don't know how frequently they're going to do that, but um, it'll be interesting to see. Um, we talked about <clears throat> is the TVA the big bad or not, but it looks like they're trying to point us in the direction of a variant Loki being um, the big bad. And we did talk in our predictions episode about um, other variant Lokis popping up. Um, Did you guys see or notice that one scene when they were in the church and they were talking to the little girl and they asked her who did this and she pointed at the picture, the painting, the window of the devil? What are your thoughts on that? The the stained glass devil, Mm -hmm. yeah. I thought it was uh, I thought it was just to play on Loki in his full outfit, you know, with the horns. Um, you know, that's what I was thinking on. Yeah, for me, when I saw the stained glass, it was instantly Loki, right? But then I kind of chuckled as well because <laughs> I I absolutely knew someone would say Mephisto somewhere online yeah. when I signed <laughs> online, and they did. <laughs> of course. Kind of wish they kept the mystery a little bit longer right because yeah. they started off with saying there were stab wounds to the victims and then the horns and like okay yeah it's definitely absolutely lucky there's no one else it could be um but you know I, it kind of been fun to keep it a little bit more of a mystery um going forward or maybe giving it one more episode before they completely confirmed it um but i thought it was a cool reference i i like how they're making use of the actual imagery within that time frame uh, other than just like a backdrop yeah i agreed um let's just go ahead and not even hop on that mephisto train and not <laughs> what we're doing for this show and to anybody listening who thinks it's mephisto let me be very clear homegirl the director said this was loki so let's just cut that shit out right now but you just said they was liars though they hear that, you know what you are right they are fucking liars so we'll never know and that's why when you were talking Cal, about you hoping that they you wish that they would have like left it a mystery for too long 
I don't know. I, I agree. And I kind of feel like they wouldn't reveal that so early. So I'm wondering if variant Loki really is the issue here. But, you know, we, we really be thinking a lot on this shit. And it's really <laughs> never what we think. Yeah. So. It really isn't. And, it's, I, and I feel like they learn after each one. They're like, okay, well, we did the story this way this time. So let's let's give them that you know, public enemy mm-hmm. number one right away and reveal it. But they're going to think that we're going to... Re- I just... You know, they're thinking that. They're thinking that yeah. in the background. I also believe that they knew we were going to be thinking that stained glass devil was Mephisto, and that's why they put that shit in there. I'm tired. Of course. Of do you, do you think course. so? You think they're going to put their plan on yeah. that now? Yeah. I mean, I would, I, I mean, it's so Especially big Especially after that whiteboard in WandaVision. Oh, yeah, yeah. They're, they're going to look. The speculation behind who the enemies were in WandaVision kept that show alive more yeah. than anything else, I feel like. Yeah. So of course, they're going to do that. They're going to set us up. They're going to play it because, okay, ready? My biggest call out to what they didn't do was at the end when the you know variant, whoever it was, was walking away and did the fire thing and they give the backdrop. They didn't even give a hint to horns at all. Right. Yeah. There was there's no imagery of the hood being high up that it could be horns. Uh, but the low key before at the chapel had horns. They're definitely going to be dropping deceptive t- t- tips in there somewhere to bring on speculations. Guaranteed. Yeah. What do you guys think about, um, so apparently whoever is doing these attacks is taking the pruning device can thingamajiggers. What do you think that is? What's going on? What is that for? What's the master plan? I feel like it's just collecting them because if you take those, you have power. It's, It's like an actual powerful device. You can erase a timeline that you feel like doesn't need to exist you can Mm -hmm. reset it and they've never said anything about being able to reset one that's already been pruned so it's kind of it could be used as a threat um it could be used to create different timelines and branch off and then control it because if you say hey i like the way this timeline's going but i want a different one of a sort gives you that power Um, i think it's just a power play and where i'm looking forward to see how it's really utilized but it's definitely going to be like to hold some kind of timeline hostage at some point in time i'm guessing yeah, that's a good point. I like I like the term power play as you mentioned because I feel like it, it's I feel like it's someone who doesn't agree with the sacred timeline, right? And they're looking to get a way to expunge it and create their own timeline. That, like that's the type of thought I'm putting in is like you know there's a proven way to expunge a timeline or expunge a, a branch of a timeline. Then if they collect enough of those, maybe they can get rid of an entire timeline that's already you know existing. So um, that's what I'm thinking it's for, but I did think the color of it when it changed was interesting. Um, how it went from that orange to purple, I don't know if there's any significance there. And I, we don't know the, the source of power uh, for that. Yeah, that's true. That, that's something that is really, like how, how does that, what is that power source? Clearly it's not infinity stones or anything like that. You know, you know what they do with infinity stones at the TCA. Um, so <laughs> what is that you know and you know why is it so valuable maybe it has other uses not just pruning timelines yeah some people called out that the purple color was matching uh dormammu from uh dr strange movies and also uh like something else with purple being uh time magic that dr strange uses too so they're kind of thinking that even though they say there's no magic it is magic of a sort that's doing all of this so who knows i'm curious though 
Yeah, interesting. Um, I know one more thing before we go. We talked in the prediction episode about um, Michael Waldron, who is the showrunner for the series, um, who came over from Rick and Morty. And um, I wanted to call out a couple of things that I thought were familiar um, from Rick and Morty. So the time looper device that they use, like when Loki was running away and they would just press the button, he would loop back was very reminiscent of um, this episode of Rick and Morty where uh, Morty asked Rick to create him like a reset button. And when he would press the button, it would just go back to that point in time. Um, so that was cute. And even the little um, TVA place um, kind of is giving me Citadel of Rick vibes. So it'll be interesting to see what else happens, um, what other comparisons there are the rest of the season. I read that was purposeful too. Uh, I don't know if that's true, but you know, if that's purposeful, I think that's really cool that, you know, he's, he's, you know, kind of putting that play of Rick and Morty into the show. And I, I hope that they do more of that. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I, whenever they reset a timeline, I always thought about that episode of Rick and Morty and just how, when Morty found out that it was just people dying, different <laughs> <laughs> him who died, who took their place. I was yeah. like, oh, reset. That's a great thing. <laughs> <laughs> so I loved it too. It was great. And it definitely does look like the Citadel of Ricks now that you called it out. Um, I was interested to see if they're going to give us more of like an insight, like traveling through it, or if we're going to be focusing on just jumping to different timelines. So if you'll get to see more of the TVA actual know. I hope we area. Get to see more of it because they do a really good job of building worlds. Um, mm -hmm. Like when we first, when Black Panther first came out and we got to see Wakanda for the first time, it was like, whoa, this is a whole new world. Um, and now we see the TVA. So I, I hope we get to see more of it. And if not this, these first six episodes, maybe, you know, if they're doing a season two or whatever the case might be though, for those next six episodes. All right, thanks for joining us. This is Sean. I'm Cal. And this is Laz. Thanks for flying with us. Make sure to like and subscribe and find us on Facebook and Instagram at Elevated Impression. Thanks for flying with Elevated Impressions.